Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dorinda Wilson Podcast. I am Dorinda and I'm married to Daryl. We've been married for 32 years and have eight kids, ages 17 to almost 31. We have eight grandkids and we've been homeschooling for over 26 years. If you're a new listener, you might not know a couple of things. You might not know that I've written three books. I'll just tell you about the latest one. It's The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. You can find it on Amazon.com at your favorite bookseller or at my website, DorendaWilson.com. The other thing that you might not know is that I have over 280 podcasts. I've been doing this for about four years, and there is a lot of good content there. So if you're a new listener, you can go back and uh, hopefully find some encouragement for the specific things that you are looking for encouragement in. So how you would do that is go to the podcast page on my website, DorendaWilson.com, click on podcast, And when you get to that page, there's a list of episodes. And at the top of the list is a search bar. So all you have to do is put in a keyword and episodes will likely come up. Now, if you put in something like monkeys or some other (laughs) strange word, I might not be talking about that. However, if you put in something about kids and education and homeschooling and the early years and, oh my gosh, so much more anxiety, uh, there's a lot there. Uh, there's likely going to be, uh, there will likely be episodes that come up. So I encourage you to do that. And you know what might be kind of fun? I just thought of this today. And, you know, I I get excited when I have a fresh thought (laughs) or an idea that might actually be helpful. (laughs) And that is uh, maybe you have a friend who's going through something specific that's difficult. And put that keyword in the search bar and send that episode to a friend to give them some encouragement. All right, so we're going to dive in today. This is a little different topic than I usually talk about. I'm usually talking about motherhood and being a wife and a lot about homeschooling, um, things about our own hearts as moms and as women. Um, But today, as you noticed in the title, We are talking about encouraging contentment in our unmarried daughters. Now, I say our, I said, no, we, I said we. We. (laughs) (laughs) I said we because my daughter, Johanna, is here with us today. She is 19 years old. Um, She was actually named after my grandmother and... um, we also call her Jojo or Joe or Jojo Beaners. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she has a lot of different names, yes. but she'll answer to all of them. <laughs> Except for Jojo Beaners. <laughs> Except for Jojo Beaners. <laughs> anyway, she is here today because she has a story to tell that I think might be a huge encouragement to moms of, of um, daughters. And we specifically said unmarried daughters because we're really kind of talking about uh, young women who are heading into, like maybe have graduated mm-hmm. or are heading towards graduation and moving into really that season of, you know, whatever's next, yeah. you know? And so I, I do want to explain a little something that um, in our family, just sort of our approach and our view of college. So um, lest you think that all we did was harp on our girls and t- tell them all they could be was wives and mothers. Uh, that was not the case. Um, and I say that with fear and trepidation because all you can be is a mother is a very bad statement. 
I just want to note that because being a wife and a mom is an amazing, amazing career. And I think that's really the approach that we took with our kids. We told our daughters, if you feel like God is calling you to something specific that you want to go to college for, and and we said this to all of our kids, don't go to college unless you feel very strongly that you are to go to college, Um, but mainly if you have a particular diploma or a degree, uh, something that you're working towards or certification, something that you're working towards um, that God has laid on your heart. Don't just go to go. And so that was kind of our our approach to college. And, um, and, and it was the same across the board, boys or girls. Um, but we always told our girls, you know, uh, chances are there's a really good chance that you're going to get married and have kids even if you do something before that happens. Um, and chances are you're probably going to want to stay home with them. So bear that in mind as you make this investment, whatever that's going to be. Because it happens to pretty much every woman. <laughs> we get married, we have children. Even those who say, I don't want to get married or I don't want to have children, it still seems to be the natural course of things because that's what God has put in us to do. And so uh, just to clarify that and and let you know that. so. Um, Johanna chose not to go to college. She did not have one inkling of a desire. Did you? No. No, she did not. (laughs) And she graduated in 2020. We call it the class Class of of COVID-19. It never, it didn't really matter because I was homeschooled anyway. We ended up having the ceremony in my living room. Right. But, you know. Which was great. It was great. It was a lot of fun, very informal and just a lot of fun. (laughs) But that's the joy of homeschooling is that we can do this however we want to do it. And we we wanted to do something, but you weren't really up for, you had the option, I thought, Mm -hmm. to do like a more formal graduation with the state homeschool organization. But, and his brother, her brother had done that the year before or a couple of years before, but um, you decided, yeah, I just like the coziness of our family Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of our extended Mm -hmm. family. So that's what we did. Okay. So I would like you, is there anything else that you want to tell people about yourself right now? No, I think you you about covered it. About yeah. covered it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so just to give you a little feel of where she is in the lineup, we have two <laughs> girls and then four boys in a row and then Johanna and then another boy. So she was surrounded by <laughs> brothers all of her growing up years. She is incredibly feminine, loved all the girly things, but she also really loved bugs. And (laughs) I mean, (laughs) she played poker with her brothers one time when I wasn't home. I came home and the boys were like, yeah, I I came home. And how old were you at this time? Six or seven. She's about six or seven. And she said to me, I said, well, how did things go while we were gone? And she said, great, the boys taught me to play poker she said and what did you say i skunked him i smoked him i smoked him (laughs) i looked at her brothers and i'm like what are you teaching your sister and what were you guys doing you were eating bacon bits yeah we were we were not supposed to be doing that (laughs) so bacon bits and poker um yeah that's that's the joy of growing up with brothers all right so Go ahead, and there's nothing else you want to say about an introduction. I don't think so. Begin to tell your story. Okay, so share your story a little bit with us because we want, I want them, the the listeners to kind of know like how you um, sort of, how you've grown since you were in, since you graduated from high school. Well, um, I feel like it's kind of an awkward stage that not a lot of people talk about. 
um, Mm -hmm. is after you graduate high school. And if you don't want to go to college, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And so I was working and, you know, I was, I was content in that I had a good job and, um, you know, just did stuff with family and all of that. And I, I tried to stay busy, but there was this discontentment that started to creep in. Honestly, as I watched my siblings get spouses and get married and they were just so happy and I started really wanting that. Mm. And so in a lot of ways, I tried to force that. Mm. And um, I, I, it, it caused me to make some mistakes um, relationship-wise, which hurt me and it hurt others. Um, just really wasn't content waiting on God. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it myself. And that didn't go well. <laughs> So, um, it was a big learning curve and there was a lot of, a lot of different layers to it. Um, but modesty was a big thing that I learned is very important. I started pressing more into Christ after I had a couple, um, relationships that didn't work out. And it was like, almost like, oh, well, maybe I can't actually do this myself and I need to wait on his timing. So as I started pressing into him more, I started, learning more about contentment and Nancy Wilson and her podcast and her books have helped me a lot with that. Um, so it was kind of a bumpy road reaching that yeah. contentment, but I'm, I'm glad that I learned everything I did. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think we'll share in the podcast notes, the specific or in the, in the show notes, um, specific, those specific resources that you yeah. found helpful at that time. And, you know, I, I just want to speak to the moms really quickly. Um, it's, it's, it's a little, it's a bit of a journey um, after they graduate from high school. You, you know, you work hard to get them to that point and you want them to continue moving forward um, into adulting um, while at the same time, you know, um, oh, I don't know. You, you want them to have dreams and hopes and things they're working towards, but it's it's kind of a an interesting time with our kids that I think a lot of homeschoolers don't think about until after the fact. And, you know, obviously you kind of miss all of that. You don't have to deal with that if you send them to college. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. the honest truth. But the truth, but the other part of it was that we had the privilege of walking alongside of our kids after high school as they struggled through the different things that they needed to struggle through. And and I guess what I want to say is that there's a certain amount of like, you have to back off as a parent and let them walk out their own journey while just still being there Mm -hmm. um, when they need you, if they need you and praying for them. And so that, that's always a, that can be a challenge as a parent, but it's really worthwhile. And it's just, um, it's just that, that same thing you've hopefully been doing all along, which is to be praying over that child and praying for wisdom in how to um, walk along that child in whatever season that they're in. Um, so it was hard to see her, you know, start a re- couple of relationships and and then just realize they weren't what they weren't. There was no future in them. And that's not something I could tell her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something she had to learn. And then we learned from it, too, as well. Yeah that we needed, that maybe we needed to say more than we were saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> along the way, because we have that responsibility as parents to, um, to still give our kids good counsel. And whether they take it or not, again, that's their decision. But um, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue on with your story. <laughs> I, I feel like I covered quite a bit of it. But uh-huh. um, yeah, it was just like a lot of what's my purpose if I'm right. not 
um, in school anymore. Right. And I am of the mm, kind of marriageable age. Right. Um, and I'm not a mom. I feel like the Bible talks a lot about moms and what you, what moms are supposed to be doing. And I just, I kind of victimized myself Mm. and the term single. And I was telling you this earlier. I don't, I don't like that term because it does just that it singles you out and makes you feel like kind of an outcast when in fact we are called to be hosts, whether we're living with our parents Mm -hmm. or whether we're on our own Mm -hmm. or have roommates, you know, whatever situation that is, we're called to be hosts. We are called to help those in need. We're called to um, be servants and to really um, integrate ourselves in the church and our church community. And a lot of the same things that God calls women, married women to do, he also calls unmarried women to do. Well, that's that's interesting because that's actually going to be in the next episode mm-hmm. that we're going to be talking about. Um, so you found the most challenging thing. So what? What? Tell me what was the biggest struggle during that time? Was it just not knowing what your place was, what you were supposed mm-hmm. to be doing? Yeah, it was figuring out what my purpose was. Right. Right. And and um, in that process, um. How did you, was it these resources that you mentioned that helped so much? Um, what, how did it affect your relationship with the Lord? So you were, you had a relationship with him, but what, you know, were there habits or disciplines that led you to the things that you're going to share in the next episode? So after like everything with the relationships and that caused a lot of pain, it kind of brought me to my knees. Mm. And I realized that I had been disobeying God for a very long time Mm. and that had become a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And if I continued to do that, my life would just decline and I wasn't honoring him, even though that's what I, I genuinely wanted to do it. But at the same time, my will was more important to me than his. Right. Now, do you think that caused a certain amount of anxiety mm-hmm. in you? Definitely. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, because we know that, you know, the scriptures tell us not to be anxious. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when we're anxious, there's a red flag there. Yeah. It can be a lot of different things. Um, it can be us being fearful, mm-hmm. um, sometimes letting go, um, control. Yeah. Um, what was that like for you? Was there a, a certain amount of letting go of control? There was understanding that, wow, my life actually isn't my own. And, mm. you know, I, I have control over certain things, over my attitude, over my time and how I steward my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it's all in God's hands. And so instead of trying to take control over all of these things, I refocused on, okay, what is my responsibility? Mm -hmm. And instead, I just like, okay, my responsibility, I need to learn more about Christ. I need to learn more about his will so that I can align myself with him. Right. Versus before, which I was trying to align his will with mine. Right. And so, which caused a lot of grief and anxiety because that's not what we were made for. Yeah. We were made to live in harmony with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Jesus made that possible. Like it was, it was pretty difficult before that. The spirit would come, the spirit would go. It would become on people and prophets, and and then it would go. And and now we have the Holy Spirit all the time mm-hmm. to give us direction. I love. There's a verse in the Old Testament that talks about you know basically, I'm going to. You won't need people to 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 tell you which way to go. I mean, I'm not saying we don't need counsel and all of that, but at the end of the day, what it says is that um, that. You know, that basically the Lord will be behind you, whispering in your ear, 
go this way or go that way. And so don't you think that this was a time for you to really hone in on learning to hear from the Lord? Yes, absolutely. So how did that look for you? I mean, in terms of like, I know it's something you actually really wanted from the time you were little. You would say to me, I don't know how to hear from the Lord. And so we would talk about, you know, like it starts with the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, When we get familiar with the scriptures, that familiarizes uh, the shepherd's voice to us because that's God speaking. And so when he does talk to us, we're going to, we're going to know, oh, that's his voice Mm -hmm. because we're so familiar with him. So getting to know God. Yeah. Like, how did you do that? Well, it's it's hard to explain something when it's spiritual, you know. Yeah, and, and it's and it's a meandering journey. It is. It's a constant journey. So, I mean, that's a really good question. I would say it did start with study and not just study, but application of the mm-hmm. word. That is important. You can read the Bible and read the Bible right. and read the but if you're not applying what he says to do, right. then you're not obeying. And right. that's crucial. And it's not about perfection. No. It's about progress. God sees mm-hmm. our hearts and it, we're not giving a heart, half-hearted effort. We're definitely right. giving a full effort. But we know as humans, we fall short, mm-hmm. but that's where the grace comes in. Yeah. And that's where, where God accepts our offering of obedience because of Christ. Christ has perfected it for us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the that's the beauty of it. So were there were there any like basic disciplines? Like if you could give a, a one or two or three, doesn't have to be three, but one to three disciplines for a young woman to start practicing, to start getting to know the Lord better. And yeah, I would say probably the biggest one is that whenever you're lonely, whenever I felt lonely, where I really wanted that relationship and I was, you know, hungry for that instead of looking to other things to either distract me or to fill mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. I found that I can only fill that little hole with Christ and right. with God. And so every time I felt that way, even though I didn't want to do it mm-hmm. 90% of the time, mm-hmm. I did not want to go and open my Bible. I would go and do that. And I would read Paul and his verses on contentment Mm -hmm, and really mm -hmm. just constantly speaking the truth um, into kind of into yourself. Right, right. Is is really, you know, you're you're your greatest influence on you. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard from, I think it was Paul Tripp said that because we're constantly talking to ourselves. Yes. And we don't even realize, and we, and the trick is we got to tune in. What, what's the radio station telling us? And Mm -hmm. is it a good station? If it's not, we need to change it. You know, that's something I've, those are disciplines that, you have to take with you the rest of your life. So really yeah. what you're doing is you're establishing a, a baseline of disciplines that will actually be a blessing to your husband mm-hmm. and your children down the road because you will you have been practicing them. You won't have to learn them in the midst of learning to be a mom and mm-hmm. learning to be a wife. Mm-hmm. You want to have that um, kind of secure. It's, it's sort of like your baseline. Right, and that that is what the unmarried years are are for they're so crucially they're so important because you are building that foundation and whatever I and that was a big thing for me too was learning that understanding that what I'm learning now I will be pouring into my kids because I'm wanting to homeschool them and I'm going to be the one educating them Mm -hmm. um and so whatever I'm learning now 
they will also be learning from me. Right. And so I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for them as well. Mm, I love that. And if any of you listened to a few podcasts back, I was talking to Pastor Wes, and mm-hmm. we were talking about the importance of a biblical family. And this ties right into that because it's sort of like that bridge between your growing up years and when you start that that wonderful, amazing privilege and responsibility of having a family and raising children for the Lord, this is the bridge to that. And so these can actually be very fruitful years um, and also years to invest, like you said, into your future family. And I remember when I was single, uh, that's, that. can I just say, I want to call it single, unmarried woman. Unmarried. <laughs> We're trying to change our that's terminology here. We don't want to, not singled out, but just an unmarried woman and with no prospects on the horizon. I remember uh, just the Lord did some different things in my own heart as I pressed into him. And he really did lay that on my heart. Everything you're doing now, Dorinda, you are you are investing in your future. And so with your husband and children, I remember I would pray for my husband, even though I had never seen him. I didn't know what he looked like. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of times actually that God got my attention and said, you need to pray for your husband right now. And so I just stopped and prayed for him. Well, I found out later, (laughs) there were a few times he was nearly killed in car wrecks. I mean, it was amazing that he survived them and didn't get even get hurt. So I feel like I wish I would have had those dates because I feel like they might might have coincided. But um, praying for my husband and um, also when I felt lonely, just saying, Lord, you know, you can you just be my husband right now? Just Mm -hmm. be my comforter and fill that loneliness. And and that is a hard place to be. And I I told myself, I will never forget what it feels like to be lonely like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's funny because I went into marriage and um, we've we've just had a fantastic marriage. And, um, And I feel like it's because, partly because God prepped me for it. You know, he prepped my heart for it. And, uh, and I was willing to take the time to listen. And so, yeah, you're very wise to do that. Um, So I think that we will save the rest for the next episode. We're going to be talking about, tell me what we're going to be talking about. About duties as unmarried women. I love that. Some people hear that word and they, they like, it it chafes on them. What do you mean Mm. by duties? Our calling. Calling. That sounds a little better, doesn't it? It sounds a little (laughs) better, but it's true. They are duties. You know, we were talking the other day about how um, when someone just is really consistent with something, whether it's exercise mm-hmm. or eating well or um, they're consistent, disciplined in any area of their life, we were talking about how it's how people will say, well, how do you stay motivated? And you know what? What did we say? It's not about motivation. Mm-hmm. It's about discipline. And yeah. so fulfilling our duties faithfully, wherever we, whatever season we're in, um, that's a discipline and it honors the Lord. And it reflects Christ because Christ was disciplined. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, all right. So I hope you all will join us for the next episode. Um, I'm just going to leave you with um, a fun little blurb that I shared about Johanna a while back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it's fun to get to know people, right? (laughs) Um, So she started, I said, Johanna started a new job earlier this year as a barista at a local coffee shop, and she loves it. She's 19. So this is what I wrote. She's 19 and not interested in college, not even a little bit. She is intelligent, quick-witted, and passionately following the Lord. She tells me she has a crush on Spurgeon. If you don't know who he is, he is a famous preacher from the 1800s. I jokingly tell her I think that's sweet, but does she realize he's really old and married and dead? 
<laughs> she tells me to get off her cloud. <laughs> she uh, So she works at the local coffee shop. She was made assistant manager in a matter of months. She serves her customers and her employer well. She shares the gospel. She encourages. She makes people laugh. She loves what she does and sees so much of it as a ministry. She understands the value that she brings to others by simply loving well, like only someone who has been loved well by her own Savior can. She prays that he would fill her and use her each day. So so there you go. So I'm going to just pray over you moms and daughters. Hopefully you grabbed your young daughters or uh, the young women in your life. to uh, listen to this podcast and bring them along for the next one as well, because we're going to have a lot of great information there and a lot of good encouragement there. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for these moms and these daughters who are listening. We thank you for the mother-daughter relationship that is so special and so unique. Um, I just ask for each and everyone listening, Lord, that you would... um, you would just bless their relationship and that you would give moms wisdom to walk well alongside their daughters and give the daughters wisdom to know how to honor their moms in this season of life because that can be challenging too. Um, so we just praise you and thank you for your goodness. And we thank you for this season um, that many uh, many young women face and walk through, um, obviously young men as well, but we're specifically talking about young women. So we just... Uh, Pray your blessing over it and ask that each and every heart would be encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen.